Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. Thank you for spending time with me today. In this episode, we are going to lean on something in my past. Spending almost three decades of my life being a children's minister, I am very aware of how God can use objects to illustrate a truth He wants us to understand. You can point to just about any object, and within a minute or two, I can come up with how it can illustrate something in the kingdom of God. And just as a note, The rabbi, Jesus of Nazareth, was good at this as well, using objects to help give a better understanding of what he was teaching. God can and will use pretty much anything to speak a truth to us. It can be something we see a child do. It can be something maybe we notice on a train going by or something on a shelf in the store while we're shopping. It can be a line in a song or in a movie. That actually happened quite a few years ago to someone I know who called me crying one day, asking me to come over to her apartment. And when I got there, I found out there was a sentence said in a very worldly movie that she had been watching that caused her to realize she needed to get out of her homosexual relationship and get her life back on track with God and his love for her. And she wanted me to pray for her. Now, I realize this is a pretty dramatic example, but it is amazing how God can use unexpected ways to speak to us in the very depths of our hearts. Now, for me personally, God often uses nature. A few years after Becca died, just before Christmas, my oldest son had me watch online while five oysters were being opened to reveal the gorgeous pearls inside. And then he informed me that these pearls were my Christmas gift from him. Now, if you don't know how a pearl is made, they form when an irritant, like a piece of sand or something, works its way into the oyster. And as a defense mechanism, the oyster's body takes defensive action. So the oyster begins to secrete a smooth, hard, crystalline substance around the irritant to protect itself. And it puts on layer and layer of this coating, which is called a knacker, and it's deposited on this irritant, whatever is not supposed to be in there. And this process requires quite a bit of time, usually a good three to five years, for a thick layer of knacker to be deposited, resulting in a beautiful gem-quality pearl. One day, I found myself in tears thinking about how deeply touched I was to have something tangible in my hands to remind me of the hope I have in what God can still do with my life. Because God promises to take something as horrible as the death of my daughter and turn my shattered life into something of beauty that was still valuable and worth living. I did not know how that was possible, but having these pearls was a visual reminder that it is possible with God. 
Now, there are many things God teaches us through nature that he created. A butterfly coming out of the cocoon is a beautiful picture of how working our way out of bondage and darkness makes us very strong. As parents who have faced the death of our child, we are like that butterfly in a cocoon, but many of us don't want to come out. And even if we do, we often believe that getting out is close to impossible as we feel too weak to keep fighting. But we must rest and fight, rest and fight some more. Some of the strongest, most caring people that I know are perievers who have fought their way out of their cocoon of bondage and darkness. We're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. That is 2 Corinthians 4.16 in the Message Translation. Continuing with this theme of nature, just this morning, I read something interesting in the Bible, especially since I knew I was going to be recording this today, and it's Proverbs 10, verse 5, which tells us to know the season you're in. And I thought that was really interesting because I was going to talk about seasons. Many of my friends say that fall is their favorite season. Now, I do love fall with all of its splendor in the north when the trees turn all of those beautiful colors. It can be breathtaking. There's also the crisp, cool air, the pumpkin farms, and the fresh apple cider donuts that are so good. But spring is my favorite season. I love watching what looked old and dead come into full life with so much green and watching an endless array of colorful flowers begin to blossom with the butterflies and birds like robins returning with the warm sun on my face and the soft grass under my feet and the smell of honeysuckles or lilacs. Oh yeah, give me a beautiful spring day anytime. Have you noticed in the spring how things seem to have their own time to bloom? Some growth comes out right away, and others takes a lot longer, maybe even making us wonder if it's going to bloom or happen at all. And this can be like our grief. We all feel like winter has come into our lives, and the further north you live, the more you experience what that's like, The this that feeling of the dead of winter, the phrase is called, nothing grows, everything is brown and drab, and it seems to go on and on like it will never end. And just like we can get anxious for spring to come, we can also be anxious in our grief. When will I stop hurting so bad? I don't think I will ever enjoy life again. These are some of the things we think and say, especially those first two or three years after the death of our child. Things are so colorless. We feel bitterly cold and dead inside. We can't see a way out. And we think that this is how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. Now, I have recently had several moms tell me that they didn't think they would ever get past the darkness. 
but now something is stirring inside them that they want to start feeling alive again. I see this as a sign that the winter of grief in them is coming to a close and the new growth of spring is on its way. You know, spring always comes. Some years, it's later than others, but it happens. Little green buds start coming out on the trees. The grass goes from brown to green. Farmers start planting their fields and little shoots begin to rise from the brown dirt. Flowers start to bloom and birds begin to appear along with the butterflies and the bees. Many years ago at the first house Dave and I bought, which would make it a good 30 years ago, there was a bush in our front yard that normally had beautiful deep pink flowers on it. But for a couple of years, it just stopped blooming and it looked like it was dying. It was just like dead branches with just a few leaves on it here and there. So toward the end of summer one year, I pretty much chopped it down to nothing. And to my amazement, in the spring, it grew back and it was full of more beautiful flowers than it had ever been in the years before. You may feel like you have been chopped down to nothing and you will never bloom again. You may think you're going to live the rest of your life feeling like it's in the dead of winter, but spring always comes. Your life is not over. It may take a while, but there is still life in you to be lived and it can and it will be beautiful again. How do I know? Because you have the seed of hope living in you. Because God's resurrection power is at work in you. Just like you can't see the work being done in a seed under the ground, you may not be able to feel or see God at work in you, but that's okay. One day it will break through and you will start to see and feel the warmth and beauty of life around you. Look around you now. Can you see any signs of spring yet? Now, I know some of you, as I'm taping this, you're getting hit with another snowstorm, like five to eight inches. But I also know those of you who are in that snowstorm have told me you're seeing robins, those poor birds, right? Spring is going to come in full force at some point, just like it always does. And just like new life is going to be all around you, it's happening inside you. It may be a while, but you will bloom again. I want you to close your eyes and lift your face upward. Imagine feeling the warmth of the sun on your face as you let it relax you. And then imagine feeling the warmth of the sun, S-O-N, surrounding your heart as you let him give you peace. Picture that seed of hope in you begin to stir as it's nourished by the warmth of his love. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. Hosea 6, 3. 
There is no right or wrong amount of time for us to be in that place of dark, suffocating grief. But wherever you are on this journey, I pray that this spring will give you a sign as a reminder of hope that just like God made the sun to rise every morning and he made spring to always follow winter, he made a way for you to have life again after the death of your child, even if right now you cannot imagine it happening. As you know, we are in Lent season, with Easter being just a couple of weeks away, which is the day we specifically remember Jesus' death and resurrection. Even if you're angry at him for not stepping in and saving your child from leaving this earth, I encourage you to take a moment to thank him that at least he made a way for you to be with your child again, never to be separated because of what Jesus came to do on earth in reconciling a sinful, decaying world to himself. And until that day comes for you and me, I hope you will also join me in being thankful that the winter season is coming to a close and spring is on its way, both physically in the seasons and emotionally in your grief. Today's episode was taken from three different readings in my book that will be released next month called Reflections of Hope, Daily Readings for Bereaved Parents. This hardcover book has taken me two and a half years to put together for you. Each day, including Leap Day, has a reading and it ends with a reflection, which is something to think about or something simple to do to help deepen what you just read along with a Bible verse. And honestly, I don't expect you to read it every day. That's just too much for us. There's no need to keep up with it or feel like you have to catch up if you missed a day or a week or even a couple of months. It's just when you feel led or you feel like you need some encouragement or hope, pick it up, find the reading for that day's date, and read it and let it speak to you. If you want to be one of the first ones to know when this book becomes available, along with some bonuses that I'm working on for ordering it in the first few days when it comes out, you can let me know by going to gpshope.org reflections. You can also see the cover there and find out more specifically about the book and what some of the early readers have to say about it. So once again, you can find all that at gpshope.org slash reflections, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Let's go ahead to our birthday segment. Dakota Crandall was born on March 27th and is forever 25. Tommy Simmons was born on March 29th and is forever 59. Miles DiGiantonio was born on March 30th and is forever 20 months old. We celebrate with these families the day these children came into the world. We know it will always be a special day for each one of these families. 
If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would be honored to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill out the form, including the pronunciation of the name, to make sure I, I want to say it correctly for you. Just submit that information, and we will add your child to the birthday list and announce their birthday the week of his or her birthday. And Dave will also send you an email that week to remind you to listen in. I'm going to close this out by going back to those pearls that I got from my son. As I realized that I was able to hold in my hands a tangible symbol of hope, how God could still make something beautiful from something terrible that had invaded my life, I knew that I wanted to find a way to give the same gift of this gorgeous symbol of the hope we have in him into the hands of other perivers. And for several years, we had what we called Pearls of Hope for this purpose, where a perever would watch their oyster being opened, either online or in person, with each one of those oysters revealing a beautiful pearl. We never knew what color it would be, or even how many, because sometimes there would be twins or three. I think one time we had four, and one time I think we even had five pearls in the same oyster. That was crazy, and they were all different colors. And we also offered different necklaces to put the pearl in to wear it. Now, when we did that, I wrote out something that I would give with each pearl, reminding us that even though it feels like it, we did not die along with our child. And I want to read part of what I wrote to you right now. You have had something way beyond an irritant invade your life. You have had to face the death of your precious child. And now you have the opportunity to allow God to do a far greater miracle in you than he does in an oyster, which is to allow him the time and the tools needed to make something beautiful out of something so horrific. Yes, it can happen. Not only can it happen, but it will happen if you allow the one who sees what you cannot see and knows what you do not know to be at work, deeply hidden in your heart and soul where no one else has access. He wants to use this tragedy to make you highly valued, a rare and valuable gem glowing with his love and glory unlike anyone else on earth. You are a precious and rare gem. You may not feel like it right now, but as you continue on your journey, you will realize that yes, you are still valuable. And it is because of the deep, never-ending love you have for your child that you can have hope as to your rare beauty and value. So pearls, butterflies, winter turning into spring, and what else? Ask God to speak to you through his creation, giving you the strength you need to keep going. So hold on, pain eases, there is hope.